0: Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick continues the first lesson in the two-part Finishing the Game series. This message was taught at the Trinity Church of God in Winchester, Kentucky, in a men's conference. On the last broadcast, he began the first message in the series called Running the Race by sharing a story about his grandfather and his godly example in his life. Then he'd read his text taken from Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 and then asked one of the men to come up and help him illustrate what it's like for a competitor to run with too much baggage. On this broadcast, Brother Rick teaches us the first of five things we need to know to prepare to run a race, including the first of two things that we have to lay aside to run and two qualities that are necessary to carry out the race. And now, here's Brother Rick.
1: How many of you think he'll still win? Rule them out. How come? Huh? Too much baggage. See, I want to share with you some things I began to learn first thing you got to understand is you got to dress for the race. He ain't ready to race. He took off his coat thinking he was ready to race. And as slow as I am, I think I can get him. If he's wearing that deer stand and carrying that tackle box and them golf clubs, I believe I can get him. Now, especially if it was a relay race and he's got to pass that. To somebody halfway. How many of you believe I could pass baton a little quicker than he could? How many believes now if there was somebody stationed about halfway? Mike, you're stationed halfway, and you, brother, just stand up. Yeah, just stand up there, side by side. Now, how many believe if I was going to run down and pass this that I hold in my hand to Mike, he was going to pass the baton to the other brother. How many of you think now I'd win this race? Look at this. The odds has turned in my favor. See, what you've got to understand is dressing for the game is important. Now you understand why I'm wearing what I'm wearing tonight. I've got suits. I was going to wear a suit. In fact, I thought about getting up and saying, I'm so sorry about my outfit and or so sorry about the way I'm dressed because you didn't get the memo. You wore suits. It's race day. Don't wear a suit on race day. You wear this. In fact, Brother James come up to me right before service and said, hey, brother, you look like you're ready to run a race. He didn't even know what I preached. I said, yeah, I'm running a race tonight. You're exactly right. See, dressing for the game is important. Thanks, Rob. You can set that down. Now, Paul, I believe, the writer of Hebrews, some think others wrote it, but just for sake of tonight's message, I believe it's Paul. But Paul says that... There's a couple of things we gotta understand. We gotta lay aside, and he gives two categories, guys. One of them is weights. Weights. Now, how many knows ain't nothing wrong with golf clubs? They're not a sin. It's not a sin to own a deer stand. <laughs> some people, people filling a witness. <laughs> It's not a sin to have a fishing pole. fishing tackle. None of these things that he had was wrong in and of themselves. Where did they become a hindrance? Huh? When they were used in the wrong arena. When they took precedence over what's being called for right now. He's running the race. How many know there's no time to be carrying deer stands and golf clubs and See, what we got to understand is, fellas, that priority is important in our life. And if we allow the things of this world to weight us down, how many understand that even good things can become bad for us if we lose the fact we are running around? And so many people allow those things and others to possess them rather than For them to possess them. Amen? They become the most important things in our life. And God doesn't want that. He wants us to be able to prioritize those things. So there's a grandstand. And more important, not only a grandstand, but there's children that will follow us. And grandchildren. And they are depending on us to run the race and pass the baton and not to allow weights, everybody say weights, to hinder us. Now, it would have been good if the writer of Hebrews would have left it with just (laughs) weights. But he also talked about some other things called sins. And it's apparent that he wasn't talking about all known sins, but about secret sins. How many know some of the things that are hindering us? Nobody knows about them right yet, but us. Amen. One of my good friends, his name's Harvey Brown. Harvey's got an unbelievable testimony. Dr. Harvey Brown was part of the staff at Asbury years ago. God had delivered him from over 30 years of pornography. He talked about the meeting where God set him free. It was a leaders meeting, pastors and leaders He said that a young man got up and said, God said that if you would acknowledge your sin of internet pornography, that God would set you free tonight. He said, I sat there battling between character and image, what people thought of me and what God already knew about me, and there I was stuck between. And he said, I felt like every eye in the building was on me only to discover later that 75% of those gathered in that meeting lifted their hand that night to be set free. Now, fellows, if that's the condition of leaders and pastors, I wonder what the condition is in this room tonight. We'd be foolish to think that all of us are free from those things. And we're all gathered here together. I'm talking about reality tonight. I'm talking about the real world. Amen. The writer of Hebrews said, there's some weights, some innocent things that's holding you up, guys, that will hinder your potential. But on top of that, there's not just weights, there's sin. And I can't help but think of what the Word of God tells us in the book of Numbers. Be sure your will find you out. How many knows there's no such thing as a permanent secret sin? There's no such thing as dabbling in things without them affecting you. They will affect your life. They will affect the anointing of God on your life. They will hinder you. You know, I'm reminded of a book that I read a while back and it was about, it's actually an article from a mother that was trying to talk to her kids about dabbling in things they had no business. And she was telling the importance of the music they listen to and of the movies they watch and... Her kid's response was, a little bit don't hurt you, Mom. A little bit don't hurt you. And she said she got frustrated trying to convince them that a little bit was bad for her. So finally, one afternoon, they come home, and she had a big plate of brownies fixed, and they picked up the plate of brownies and started to eat them. And when she went to their mouth to eat, she said, now let me tell you before you eat, that that has about a tablespoon of chicken manure in it. But it's just a little bit chances of you getting that is pretty small. And I think even if you get it, it won't hurt you. So Just go ahead now and I just wanted to give you that warning. She said they dropped the plate in utter amazement and said, what in the world are you doing? She said, I'm trying to get a message to you. There's no such thing as a little bit of sin a little bit of problem, a little bit of dabbling, a little bit of looking and nobody knows the difference and nobody's the wiser. Just a little bit will bring an unbelievably destructive harvest. While I stand here tonight, my heart's broken because I've been working with a young man, a minister, a pastor that had the same problem Dr. Harvey Brown had. And I tell you while I stand here tonight that numbers happened, and that thing he was doing in secret was found out. Can I tell you that him and his wife's divorced. His two babies don't have a daddy and the church he pastored closed down. What are you saying, Rick? I'm saying, listen, guys. Satan don't care how long he has to wait just as long as he can trip you up permanently. When I'm talking about dressing the game, I'm talking about getting rid of some junk out of your life. Not just the weights, but the sin. The weights and the sin. Can you say that with me? The weights and the sin. What's the difference, Brother Rick? One of them in and of itself is not your problem. It's just a shifting of priorities. The other is indeed your problem, no matter if you think you've got it managed. It's like cancer, eating away at your soul. So the writer of Hebrews tells us the first thing you've got to understand is you've got to dress the game. You know, tonight I, I had an intent and a hope that even if I couldn't win the race against Brother Robbie, that I'd look like I could win it. My brother always tells me, if you can't play the game, dress the game. Look like you can play it. <laughs> you know, if you can't play golf, go out looking like Tiger Woods dresses, and maybe people think that you can play golf. And I think there's some truth to that because people judge us by what they see outwardly, not what they see inwardly. And dressing the game means that you've got priorities together in your life, and, and to the best of your ability, you're living above those things that would destroy. But how many knows it's not just about dressing the game? Because there's a lot of people show up every Sunday and they look the part. Amen? They look good. (laughs) Y'all guys look great tonight. I don't know what's going on behind closed doors. None of us do. There's another thing you got to do. You got to know the schedule. You got to know when it's game day. I started tonight by saying welcome to race day. If everybody would have known this was race day, how many of you would have dressed differently? Sure. You would have dressed different because you would have dressed according to what you were expected to dress. And knowing the schedule would have prepared you to dress the game. Now the Bible talks about knowing the schedule, and this is an incredible scripture. It's talking about the men of Issachar, and it's listing all of the different tribes of Israel and Israel. And then in 1 Chronicles 12, 32, it said, The men of Issachar had an understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. See, guys, let me share something with you. We're running at a day like no other day before us. Amen? And some of us don't really realize the two qualities that are necessary in order to carry out the race. One is discernment. We need to understand what day we're living in. We need to understand there's never been a day like this. We need to understand there's never been an attack on the family to the level it's been. We need to understand that the devil's playing for keeps while we're playing around. We need to understand and discern the time we live in. We need to know that there's never been a day like this. God's expecting more of me. I believe that. I believe God's expecting more of us that have more information than we've ever had, that has more resources than any world's ever known, that has more ability to carry out the gospel than all the other 1900 centuries before us, that has the means of travel we have. How many knows to whom much is given?
0: Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's a Thanks for listening.